Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. Well, hello and welcome to the show. It's Sarah J. Cross and it is my absolute pleasure to be here on the podcast today. We are going to be talking, or I should say I am going to be talking, all about how I run multiple businesses from home. So uh, let's get started and let's dive in. Um, I guess starting my first product-based business, which was the corporate gift hamper business um, back before the millennial, um, everything I knew back then was really just first ventured into uh, entrepreneurship you know, as as a 24-year-old, it was all practically really self-taught. You know, there were lots of um, shortcuts I didn't know about. I didn't know about the art of outsourcing. I pretty much just rolled up my sleeves and tried to wear all the hats. You know, I tried to do everything, which unfortunately led me to suffer from burnout. You know, I was basically just trying to put in so many hours and physically and mentally it became a little too difficult and and it un- unfortunately did lead to me suffering from uh, numerous autoimmune issues, um, which started for me in my mid-20s and um, was quite debilitating um, because they are really uh, triggered even more so when you have a lot of stress. And I was running on a lot of um, cortisol and I think I pretty much burnt out my adrenal system um, all at the tender age by, you know, by the time I was 30, I was I was quite unwell. I was on um, some pretty uh, strong um, autoimmune uh, medication injections that I was taking in order for me to switch my immune system off. Um, so it wasn't really great. I needed to, you know, look at how I was doing things. And I did hire um, a great business coach, which uh, allowed me to put in place some really clear boundaries on both personal and business in terms of the hours that I was keeping and how I needed to work on building my team, but also become less reliant on doing so many physical tasks. So you know, back then um, things were different. I guess I I didn't have a family to juggle. I didn't have children until I was sort of a, a little bit further along in that first business, which was a seven-figure um, corporate gifting business, which was very successful, and that I built up and sold for half a million dollars at the ten-year mark. So now, in terms of how things, what things you know look like, how I managed um, two businesses. One business is a e-commerce, predominantly a baby brand. It's an Australiana luxe gift business um, in collaboration with a gorgeous past client of mine who's a very talented botanical Australian artist. Um, We do uh, produced organic baby swaddles and little cuddle squares and um, a teether and uh, now releasing um, at the coming trade show, a very cute banjo, the koala soft toy, which is really exciting. So uh, Little Koala Living is my 
baby brand and it is also my baby business um, in terms of it's only an infancy stage um, of, you know, around about six months old. So, so far we've actually um, scaled it uh, working with a VA. I have, um, have been able to successfully scale it to having up to 24 uh, stockers and two of them are based in the States. So that's really exciting. Um, so it wasn't obviously always sunny back then in terms of when I got started and, you know, I had my hands in a lot of pies and I I certainly um, probably could have taken things, you know, a lot easier on myself um, back then. And I probably had to learn how to delegate more. But Right now, um, with my coaching um, product-based coaching for creative women, um, that business is now six years old. And I think that I have really um, been able to successfully manage the two businesses right from my home office. Um, in in terms of the, the first sort of um, tip that I would suggest if you are going to be looking at running multiple businesses um, is to set your priorities straight. You know, the secret to um, anything is to really what you're going to focus your energy and attention on. And on a larger scale, that means, you know, managing both the businesses really well. So, in terms of being able to prioritise, just break things down from most important to least important. That would probably be my biggest suggestion. You know, don't sweat the small stuff, but, you know, decide that will help you to decide on what to concentrate. What is your biggest focus? What are the priorities right now that need to have attention? Um, it might mean that um, you are sort of having to switch brains, which is what I find um, running a service coaching consulting business and then switching my brain across to um, Little Koala Living Baby brand as well. So the second tip that I would recommend is to create a schedule that you can can religiously stick to, you know, a weekly schedule to set, after you've set your priorities in terms of um, working out a schedule it's much easier with, you know, blocking out time, blocking out um, hours within the day that you devote solely to each business um, and looking to avoid, uh, you know, distractions. I mean, you know, that means no phone calls, no emails, no Zoom meetings um, and no social media interaction, which is really hard because, you know, it's like a a deep, dark labyrinth once you actually, you know, hop onto Instagram or you're looking at TikTok videos, um, you you have to really sort of be disciplined to not get um, caught up in non-related, you know, productivity tasks. So make a to-do list of everything that needs to be done for the one work week and then classify those tasks according to importance and urgency. Which ones do you need to finish the soonest and which ones can wait? Um, one really fabulous tool that I use and I use with my team is called Trello. And Trello allows you very, very visually to set up boards um, and the boards that you set up, you can actually identify, you can copy other team members in to assist you, you can set up dates, you can add links and images so that if you are actually working with others to help 
you to support you in the businesses, then that that way it's a great way of communication communicating in one spot. So we interrupt this podcast to tell you all about the Creative Product Institute Mastermind. It's a time to level up your business and implement my proven signature system for creative product business expansion. When I got started at only 24 years old, I built a successful corporate gift hamper service starting from my kitchen table. I went from landing a $30,000 offer and wrapping every package by hand myself to a company with annual sales of 1.5 million per year. And it certainly wasn't all glitz and glamour. I was completely overwhelmed to start with, and I was trying to manage everything in my business all by myself. So out of it, I actually have been able to devise a really solid program for those of you who are looking to take your business to the next stage. So if your business is established for more than two to three years, you're ready to invest in yourself 10 times in your sales, and you're really committed as an action taker and ready to get the bigger results, then pop onto my website, which is sarahjcross.com and find the mastermind and you can apply there to have a chat with me or go to the creativeproductinstitute.com to learn more all about signing up and scaling further. Now back to the show. Assess how much time each task needs and make sure to include those timeframes into your to-do list. And lastly, remember to stick to the times that you've set. For example, don't spend an hour on a task that you really should have been able to finish within you know, like 15 minutes. Um, it is really hard to follow the first few times that you do this. But once you give yourself a bit of time, you can eventually get into more of a system of structure so that you can actually assign um, the right amount of priority into your schedule for building a really great work schedule so that you can actually feel less overwhelmed and it's not eating up more time. So you're actually becoming more productive. And Really sticking to the schedule is really about, you know, the best way, the faster you'll be able to adjust and um, and feel like you're managing both, t- both businesses equally and well. Now, the third one is to take breaks. Now, I'm a big one for being able to create, you know, fabulous holidays, but not everyone can take holidays. But If you're working too hard for too long, it can really sap away your motivation. You can just feel like you're on, you know, uh, a treadmill, like on a a treadmill, really. Um, So make sure you take a breather on a regular basis and carve out some time for some self-care. And self-care doesn't need to be selfish. I was listening to another podcast um, the other week uh, with someone who was talking, who's a big promoter, TEDx speaker, all about taking self-care. It doesn't mean that you are, are being selfish. It just means that you are nurturing yourself so that you can provide more um, of yourself to others. So, you know, that saying you can't pour from an empty cup, you do need to be able to try and keep balance. If you're working too hard for, you know, too little time, you don't need to, you know, you you might be finding that you're not resting. um, And that's when, you know, mistakes can happen. That's when you can avoid 
um, over, you know, you're avoiding that temptation, you could end up overworking. And so it's really counterintuitive if you are doing that, if you're looking to balance and work two businesses, it's really, really important to devote time to yourself with some self-care and to the people who matter the most to you. So make sure that, you know, designing a lifestyle of having two businesses um, is making sure that you can also weave in some relaxation and and having fun. Um, And you'll find that by doing this, you'll actually feel way more energized and focused when you get back to work. So just simply, you know, locking out some time where it might be for a a walk to get some fresh air. It might be to, um, have a, have a coffee out with a friend, um, you know, an hour, even at putting an hour aside each day or even 30 minutes to have some white space is just so critical, so important when you are a small business entrepreneur. Now, the fourth tip that I've got is that you need to accept that not everything can get done all at once. So I am quite an impatient person, which um, I've been trying to manage for a long time. But, you know, no matter how much of a hard worker you are and no matter how good you are at doing your job, you're still just one person. You know, if you're a solopreneur, you are actually still wearing a lot of hats. So multitasking is not the same as overworking. Women multitask so well. It's one of our hidden hidden talents that I think we're able to switch our brains really quickly onto a number of different projects um, throughout the day. And it's kind of the same when you're selecting um, to go down the path of, you know, covering off your target schedule for the week, you know, with the time frame that you're going to be working on. So trying to do everything at the same time has a huge percent potential to unnecessarily stress you out. And it can also um, mean that you don't, you know, give out such a great output, you know, that you're actually starting to fatigue um, or, you know, distractions can mean mistakes can happen as well. So to keep your businesses in tip top shape, you have to give your best to each and every specific aspect. And that can be hard if you're wearing too many hats or you've got your, you know, feet in two camps. Um, It can be difficult to be you know, operating at your best optimum, your best productivity. And, you know, it's it's also knowing what efficiency tools that you can get your hands on too, which I will discuss a little bit um, more about what I actually use, which really does help um, my productivity. So trying to do everything at the same time has a huge potential to really unnecessarily stress you out. So do not do that. Now, my most favorite um, tool, which has allowed me to scale my businesses really rapidly to be multiple six-figure and my past business that was multiple seven-figure, is learning how the art of outsourcing. That was something that was really forced upon me in terms of fulfillment because I just simply couldn't have been able to produce volume corporate gift hamper orders in the time frame that was Um, what was expected. So I really was sort of pushed into learning how to outsource. Um, With my current businesses, I have a team of virtual assistants that do work to help me with my daily 
tasks in both businesses. So managing multiple businesses has really taught me firsthand the dangers of trying to do everything on my own. And I simply don't do it. I really am a big advocate for outsourcing, building a really great team around you. And as a result, knowing when to outsource for help and delegate tasks is something that I have learned to do over the past 25 years. And you can do the same. So the best way to work out what you need to outsource is to look at the tasks that you're doing that you possibly really don't enjoy. Um, What are the tasks that you're doing that aren't income producing, aren't generating an income for you? Um, You know, making sure that you can actually look at ways to focus your energy on the most important things is my best, my biggest suggestion in terms of being able to outsource really effectively. And just have your VA or your assistant take care of everything else that you don't really have to do by yourself. You know, it can actually just mean using the Trello board, using other tools such as Slack, which is a, a great business um, messaging tool. Uh, Voxer is a great one that I use with my clients day to day. It's a voice and text messaging service. Um, you know, not getting caught up in emails and sorting through emails, for example, that can be really time consuming. So having really great access to software tools makes a huge difference in terms of being able to um, filter and also uh, work out levels of importance and urgency of you know of daily tasks as well. So having a virtual assistant is really like having you know a, a clone of yourself. If you if the VA takes care of all those tedious but really important details and tasks, that will free you up. Um, a lot more and give you much more time to focus on those income generating tasks. So hiring a remote assistant, um, it might seem initially like a bit of a risk, but you can start off um, on a trial basis. It can be something that if you're looking at outsourcing your bookkeeping, um, your uh, admin um, backend e-newsletter, you're writing your blog for you, managing your social media accounts, posting your social media accounts. There's numerous things that really don't always rely on you and letting go and delegating, I would have to say, is is the biggest, most successful sort of uh, way that you can actually really scale up. So work smarter, not harder. And this has been my mantra since I started working um, my business back at the age of 24. And I believe it makes a huge difference in my efficiency and my productivity and also my enjoyment being an entrepreneur and working with other passionate, creative businesswomen who I coach. So it's about steering your passions in the right direction and do everything you can to make things happen in the process, but don't sacrifice yourself like I did in the very early stages when I started out in my corporate gift hamper business 
I thought I was the only person that could actually manage everything and that no one else could come in with, you know, and add value. So I learned the hard way having health-related issues to actually be, you know, mindful of of self-care, of keeping balance, but also looking at how you can become more productive and how you can learn to really create a business of your dreams that complements your lifestyle. That's it for now, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. This week's episode is brought to you by Fearless Fempreneur. Learn how to scale your business by getting gorgeous products stocked in major airports and national retailers. Grab your copy at sarahjcross.com. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.